Good morning. Thanks for joining me today so together we can get into God's Word and understand what He has to say. We're in the midst of a study of the book of Romans. We've been looking over the last two days at Romans chapter 2, verses 6 to 8, and today I want to complete our study of those verses so that we can move on in the rest of the second chapter. Romans chapter 2, beginning in verse 6. God will render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But to those who are self-seeking, who do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and there will be fury. We've been looking at the end of this first chapter of Romans, now into the second chapter of Romans, at this indisputable fact from the Word of God. All people need the gospel. All people need the gospel because all people are lost. People may vary from one another in how morally degenerate a life they're living, but they don't differ from one another in the fact that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All needing that gospel, that power unto salvation that Romans 1.16 told us is inherent in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's needed for the immoral, perverted, and debased people. It's needed for the relatively righteous and moral and religious people, too. Everyone needs it. Why? Well, as we're seeing in these verses 6 to 8, God promises to deal with each person on the basis of their efforts and works. God knows everything there is to know about every person. He knows everything about us in terms of our actions, our thoughts, our words, even the words that we would have said but didn't say. He knows everything about us. <laughs> and the scripture tells us that one sin in the life of an individual is enough to separate them from a holy, righteous, and just God. The Garden of Eden, chapter 3 of Genesis, underscores that fact. One sin, and Adam and Eve could no longer be in the garden, cast out. There's no curve in the way God deals with humanity. How we rank against other people is not the issue. It's how we rank before a holy and righteous God. That's the issue. Are we righteous and holy? Have we not sinned or have we sinned? That's the issue. And the fact of the matter is, from the beginning of human history, Adam, on up through the current day, only one person in human history has lived a life that would save them on the basis of works. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is righteous in every way, perfect in every way, holy in every way. He's the one who came and who lived and who died and who rose again to solve the human dilemma that all of us are under. Now, moving forward in these verses, he says, but for those who are self-seeking, verse 8, who don't obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. Listen, everyone has to appear before God. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that to face judgment, as Hebrews 9 makes plain to us. All have to stand before God. The difference is going to be how we stand before God. And God promises in this verse, and not only here, that 
There will be wrath and fury for everyone who fails his criteria for judgment. And what was that criteria? Well, we've been talking about it. <laughs> to have lived a perfect life, to be free of sin, to have never stumbled. If we have stumbled, if we are no longer righteous but now a sinner, independent of how bad we're sinning, if we are a sinner and no longer righteous, then God says, what lies ahead of you is not eternal life, not coming to heaven if you die. What lies ahead of you is wrath and fury. Back in the, earlier in the second chapter in verse 5, it says, But because of your hard and impenitent heart, you're storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. And the fact of the matter is, everyone who's ever lived has a hard and unrepentant heart. <laughs> impenitent. Uh, to some degree, because everyone who's ever lived has broken the greatest of the commandments. They do not love the Lord their God with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their mind, all of their strength. <laughs> they vary from one another in how much they don't, but no one does it perfectly. And God is very plain about all of this, and this ties this part of the book of Romans to other portions of the word. Listen to this in, Re in Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 to 15, where God elaborates on this end-time accountability before God. He says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who was seated on it. And from his presence earth and sky fled away, and no place was found for them. And then I saw the dead, great and small, standing before that throne. And the books were opened. And then another book was opened, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books, according to what they had done. And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire too. <laughs> the books will be opened. Every thought and intent of the heart, every word, every deed will be revealed before God for you and for me. That's the truth. And the question is, what will the books reveal about your life in that day? What will the books reveal when everything that you've ever done and ever thought and ever said is actually made plain, put up as evidence in that judgment before God? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 13 says, And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. That's the human reality. We must give account to him. All of us. So let me pose some questions. Did you ever break the greatest commandment? Who of you listening to me could ever say, well, no, I never did that. <laughs> Were you ever ungodly and suppressed the truth? Which is how the, 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 how the picture at the end of chapter 1 of Romans was indicting humanity, ungodly suppressors of the truth. Did you ever, in a situation, choose not to honor or thank God in your life? Here's another question. Was there ever a time in your life 
where you were immoral or perhaps perverted sexuality-wise, debased in your thinking and actions? Was there ever a time? Were you using the terminology here in verse 8? Were you ever self-seeking instead of (laughs) well-doing? In other words, living for yourself, doing what you wanted to do instead of doing what God has commanded for us to do. Is that ever true? Did you ever choose to disobey the truth? As verse 8 puts it, they do not obey the truth. What's that about? You You see what God has to say in his word and you choose in your mind and in your heart, I will not obey it. I'm going to do what God says not to do. Were you ever guilty of obeying unrighteousness? In other words, you're you're acting in some way. Your will is focused on something. You've chosen not to obey the truth. And instead, you're choosing to obey the unrighteous thing, the thing that's in contrast and contrary to the revealed truth of God. (laughs) The books will show the answer to all of those questions and more. Here's the conclusion. No one has any hope of eternal life. Heaven, being in the presence of the Lord. No one has any hope if they're counting on the books to justify them. If they're counting on the books to show that God, to show to God that they're good enough to be accepted into heaven and to be with him. No one has any hope to be right with God based on the books. God shows no partiality in judgment. Everything is revealed and no one will stand righteous before him because all are sinners. That's the reason everyone needs that gospel that Paul told us back in verse 16 of the first chapter is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. We all need the gospel because there's no hope apart from it. Well, join me next time as we continue to study more now of the book of Romans. God bless.